was like, that was when Crocus was still on the tour before they got kicked out. So yeah. my question for you was, was Crocus awesome? I liked them, but nobody else did. You know, a matter of fact, it kept, I, what I remember the most, I saw them twice and then opening for Kiss, Animal Eyes. Really? But because I remember, long shit goes boom, just makes me shit my pants. They're, they probably well, opened with that song. Well, like, yeah, yeah, man. Of course they did. Because, <laughs> you know, especially in the 80s, every young man's long stick went boom. But anyway, so the whole time, uh, no, this is the Kiss show. Now, the Def Leppard, they were kind of well received. But at oh, the Kiss okay. show, Crocus, they kept throwing their shoes at them and stuff. And Mark uh, Stracci, or however you say his name, threatened to. He said, I will fight all of you. He threatened to kick all our asses. I will fight all of you. Um, yeah, what not all was, Swedes are friendly. My question about Crocus, were they, I was like watching one of the things on YouTube and it was the same tour, but it was in Germany. And I was like, this band, was this band louder than Def Leppard or was Def Leppard louder being a headline? Well, when I saw him, Def, gotta remember this was three hundred years ago. From what I remember, Def Leppard was louder. But those stories about him stealing Joe Elliott's raps, when I remember, were true, because you know uh, the Crocus guy would say, you know, I don't know, I don't remember what Joe Elliott would say, but literally, I would then see Def Leppard and Joe Elliott would say the same thing. Mm. Yeah, I go, that's really weird. <laughs> That, that's fucked up. That's some weird ass drama, but that's really cool. Yeah, I'm sp- I'm spoiled that the first time I saw Def Leppard and I told John and Wayne this, the first five songs were side one of High and Dry. And that's oh my, my favorite God. album from the them. Fuck, and I was man. like, you know, oh, I can go you home. Happy. Do that again. Go Def Leppard now. They open up with fucking kick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's start the show. All right, Wayne, go. Here we go. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. Welcome to Rat Salad Review. Today we are joined by John Houghton. Right? Is that my pronouncing the last I name? Just correct? Witten, the H is Witten? silent. It's a silent H. All right. Yeah. Quit being so white bread, Wayne. <laughs> Mr. John Witten, my friend from Shockwire, who was happy enough to do lead vocals for us on our cover of On That's Through right. the Night. The man himself, John. Welcome. Hello. Good to How see you again. Doing? Yeah, it's good, good to man. see you too. What's going on? Uh, and thank you very and much. We got doing... Mr. Manny Mejias. Thanks for talking. I will get to Manny. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne's been a bit of an ageist tonight, referring to him as old yeah, man. Yeah. Well, he is wearing your own guy. Shirt. I see how it is, man. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I really uh, enjoyed listening to you do those vocals for that uh, Def Leppard song, John. And it was oh, it was you. awesome. It was really awesome to. And actually, that song that's probably one of my favorite ones that we've done so far. So I really like how that came out. My favorite out and, songs uh, on the album. And what's funny is I've listened to that song since I was like probably like eight years old or less. And yeah. I've been mumbling some of those words for literally years. And I look at the lyrics to make sure I got everything like down. I'm like, man, I got some <laughs> remembering. I got some like reprocessing to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Pretty, I didn't really even know what the first way. opening line was. Waiting's done. I didn't know what that was. I've just been wet as well for decades. Not <laughs> right. decades that, that's happened to me with a lot of Def Leppard songs because uh, you know I was always a huge Def Leppard fan when I was younger, and I could never tell you any of the lyrics whatsoever. Yeah, it's just that that accent that he yeah. has, and it just I was like, whatever. It, you know, yeah, it's like I didn't know Stage album. Fright was about butt sex. <laughs> what? Is? is it actually? Is it? I don't think so, Lou. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm gonna. It's, I don't give think me a second to pull the, the lyrics. Hold note on me while I'm on fire. Well, why he's finding that? Hello, Manny. Hey, how you doing? I I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing right. fine. Is it time for bed yet? Ah, uh, not yet, sir. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> ah, a little Should understanding. Show's over though. Yeah. <laughs> Found it. A little understanding, a little love, a headline act around the back is what I'm thinking of. Or maybe oh, I'm no just shit. reading too into that. You're reading too into it. Maybe he's so. talking about around the back backstage. I'll romance you, baby. Oh, baby. you're so innocent, Manny. <laughs> I know. I am. You've listened yeah. to Nothing to Lose from Kiss enough times. And Gene Simmons said that that's what I'm about. You begin to believe it when you read of the lyrics. Well, you know, I didn't know that song, what that song was, Nothing to Lose. I thought it was like, I don't know what I thought it was about, but I certainly but wasn't. Sex. I wasn't actually I thinking about anal sex. sex. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, now you will. Fucking googling this, <laughs> nothing to lose, kicks. Well, welcome to the updated final part of our Def Leppard discography. Oh yeah, that's right. Wayne I and I did all show. the albums prior to this. Yes, so you did. guys got all the way to the self-titled album. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah, we wow. did everything. Yeah. yeah, I saw a couple of them, but I missed that one. Um, I'm just trying to find some here. Uh, yeah, that one was combined with songs from the Sparkle Lounge, and I just gave a quick review of the three studio tracks off of the uh, live album. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, Unbreakable you know, was just, a good one. We were talking earlier. Um, John wasn't in the chat, obviously, but we were talking earlier. I liked their last album, but I couldn't tell you a single song off it. So I, now I'm starting to think. How much did I really like it? It didn't, <laughs> right. it didn't. Nothing stands out to me, you know. Um, the the one song that stood out for me the most was "Dangerous," and that actually made it into my top ten favorite Def Leppard songs list. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, and listen to that, those albums. It's been a while since I I've, I've listened to any of them. One later. album is my top ten favorite Def Leppard songs list. How do you? <laughs> what, what album? I'd say all ten songs from High and Dry. Yeah. Well, High and Dry is my favorite. I think it's everyone's favorite. I think my question here is what was the last Def Leppard album called? Just it. Def Def Leppard. It was a self titled. Def Leppard. Wow. That's how creative they are right now. Yeah. I I bought it at Walmart (laughs) for like five bucks. Remember, they used to have those $5 bins. Brand new or used. Yeah. No, brand new. And it was, it had just been out maybe less than a year and it was already in there. So, you know, they. they, Jeez. Very interesting. They just couldn't wait you to know, get rid of it, I guess. Right? Selling pyromania for 20 bucks. <laughs> you all mm. fucking buy it. Uh, well, sadly, we're not talking about any of those older classic albums. Today, yeah, we're, we're talking, talking we're talking about this brand new Def Leppard album called Diamond Star Halos. Just came out uh, this past Friday. Um, so we will be talking about that. And uh, this is actually the Target version. If you go to Target and buy this one, you got two bonus tracks, which really don't make any difference to anything. But uh, it's a goodbye for you this time with uh, some avant-garde mix. I haven't listened to that one yet. And Lifeless, sung by Joe only. And um, 
I don't I don't know if there's really a huge difference of the other version because Alison Krauss is on the other version of the album. Yeah, there's and no. she's not really on it that much. So really, what's the difference to me? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into the album right now. All right. John. No, oh, sorry, John. Are you the guest, Manny? Of course. I'm always the guest, but go ahead. <laughs> John, um, take what you want. This is the, I, I think it may be the second single that they released. Do you know I think Luke? so. I think the first one was Kick and then. Yeah. And, I think and this, this was the second like, song released. Yeah. 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 Uh, what right. do you think about Take What You Want? And I think this is the, the my first impression of Take What You Want is that it like opened up with like a really grungy riff. And like, Guys, you're tuning down and playing the D, you know, what's going on? You're going, gah, 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 gah. Right, right, right. The thing I've noticed with pretty much all the songs that I listened to is that Phil Collin wasn't slapping on his Floyd Rose. <laughs> not too much on this one. No. Nope. No, not at all. Uh, Manny, what do you think of Take What You Want? I I actually didn't mind it. I, I actually liked the album. I was actually surprised I liked it. I was expecting to hate the album because I heard so many negative reviews even before it came out. Yeah. So I was I was uh, surprised I like it, but we I think we should mention the title Diamond Star Halo, which is a direct reference to T Rex song Bang a Gong, where the mm-hmm. lyric is, you know, she's got a hubcap Diamond Star Halo. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, um, Joe Elliott, I guess, is leading a band now, is definitely letting his glam roots show because he's a big T Rex, Mark Bolin. Uh, Montehuber. fucking loves T Rex. Yeah. Maybe well, it's a tad too much. Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. um, I forget that he loves T Rex until someone mentions it or I read it somewhere. Like, oh yeah, that's fucking T Rex. <laughs> and yeah, and, and thanks for mentioning uh, Mata Hoople because uh, we were in the chat earlier. We were talking to Greg. Unfortunately, he's not here for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, he mentioned uh, he hears a lot of Mata Hoople and uh, listening to his album a few times. Like, I definitely hear. Mata Hoople influence throughout this oh, whole thing. Absolutely. Um, and uh, don't forget, Joe Elliott has that side band, which was a Down and Outs, which is basically was a Mata Hoople cover band. With so, members of Mata yeah. Hoople, if I'm correct. Uh, you would be correct. Okay. Yeah. So it's like Kiss, but more legitimate. Who said that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, what do you think about Take What You Want? I think he just answered that. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Didn't you we did? just talk? Yeah, I think it's no, Lou. That's why I just. Oh, did I say Manny? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I meant Lou. <laughs> okay, number one, look at me, look at him. Can you, can't you tell I can't the difference? Help. You're, you're both we look the same. We look yeah, both absolutely. Yeah. I'm a sexy Cuban long so, hair, and he's a tubby Greek guy with short hair. <laughs> Anywho, go um, ahead, tubby Greek guy. Uh, all right, Baldy. So, uh, <laughs> definitely reminds me of rock rock till you drop like the way it begins like it has that slow build until the song kicks in Mm -hmm. so i was impressed with that i was like okay nice throwback to their past and i like where the song went i thought it was a great opening track and of the three songs that they released prior to the release of the album it's my favorite of the three is it my favorite song on the album we don't know yet Ooh, very interesting. Uh, I also felt the same as you. I felt a pyromania 
uh, type influence on this song. I definitely heard uh, Rock Rock Till You Drop, especially in that intro. But then, of course, when the song kicks in, it just that's gone. <laughs> but uh, I think the chorus part's pretty cool. Uh, and it's uh, more of the heaviest songs that they've done in a while. And uh, I actually do like this one a lot. This is probably my favorite song of the whole entire That's true. It was heavier. Yeah. And that's, I, I wish they would stick in this goddamn style a little bit more than just like a song and then take it away. Well, yeah. at least there's one thing that's consistent with uh, every um, album from Sparkle on John. Good opening tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so too. Uh, and speaking of Sparkle Lounge, I, I do feel this album has a little bit um, of the same feel as Sparkle Lounge. Like uh, they kind of like had the same idea, like with the influences of like the T-Rex and the Mop the Hoople type stuff on uh, on this album. And which I think they tried to do with Sparkle Lounge. But to me, that album just kind of failed. And I think this one being similar to that, they made it better. I I agree with you. If, um I totally agree with you on that. I don't. I don't mind Sparkle Lounge, but again, it doesn't stand out to me. It just, right. yeah. It. Um, I, I can't remember any song off that album. No, where this one I remember, and I rather rem- if I even if I hate the song, I'd rather remember because I hate it than not remember. Right. Than it just, you know. Right. And if and a band as iconic as Def Leppard, it's amazing how iconic they are because a lot of their albums really they're really a lot of living off the glories of of two albums really pyromania and hysteria if you really you know think about we you know diehards love high and dry all through the night but right right you know the uh, the mainstream audience you know they they don't care about that stuff they just they like the singles the most uh classic rock station will play from high and dry is bringing on the heartbreak yeah Yeah, i've never here in my area yeah yeah same thing yeah i never hear Uh, any other songs of that what? See, I actually like Sparkle Lounge. I would say from the last 20 years of material, I would say it was probably their best one. Um, I didn't like X. Yeah, it was I would say cover. this. Oh, you mean prior to this album, Lou? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I'm, I'm 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 including only like the last 20 years of Duff Leopard. Um, so everything from the album X, which was released in 2002 on. I would say that um, X, Wayne and I discussed it. I didn't like that album. Yeah, it was a covers album. So, you know, I could take it or leave it. Sparkle Lounge was the first album that I could, even though like the songs aren't memorable, like they don't stay in your head, like Pyromania or, you know, High and Dry. Um, I would say as a volume of work, it's it's probably their best work since their heyday. But um I could see how this could be almost like a Sparkle Lounge Part Two, Electric Boogaloo, but uh, you know we'll continue on with it uh, as, as we discuss it. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, the second song, Kick, which was the first song released. Uh, John, what do you think of Kick? Kick, oh yeah, um, yeah. Did it give you, you know a what? kick uh, in the ass? <laughs> no, but it was, <laughs> it was pour some sugar on me for like if you were to say that take what you want is kind of the rock rock that you drop kick was definitely like a pour some sugar on me for this album and uh i like the the melodies but i didn't like the lyrics like i wasn't huge on the lyrics um just kick i don't know just not just not for me and but uh the melodies were pretty good and yeah like i said it was a pour some sugar on me. not here and, and i mentioned phil calm before not really hearing too much of his characteristics too much 
except uh, I heard it on Take If You Want, but I didn't really hear it too much on Kick. But right. uh, then again, it's hard for me to identify what Phil Collin does half the time. Right. Yeah, that's I, exactly and I'm unfamiliar with Vivian Campbell as well. But mm. um, forgive me, I'm not sure if it was this song or not, but they brought in like the dual guitar solos. I'm like, all right, I, already, I always appreciate that. Mm. Right, yeah. When they had like one first and one second. Like I love it when bands do yeah. That was take what you want. Definitely. The first half was Viv. The second half was Phil. I could hear it because Phil has Helen. If you're watching this, forgive me for saying this, but um, <laughs> the best Phil definitely ever. has. What's that? The best abs. Aside from the best abs, <laughs> um, Phil has like this. He always has like a part in his solo where it's like he plays something really melodic. Then all of a sudden he goes like that. So like I could hear Phil's part quite vividly and this song was all phil doing the solos the unfortunate thing about this album is that vivian didn't write one song because he wasn't really? prepared which yeah. you know it's, it's a shame because he's a great songwriter and listen say what you want about vivian after he joined Def leopard he was dad this and that let me tell you people something he's a motherfucker of a guitar player you try doing what he did doing during the Dio era and see if you could do it flawlessly. Until then, if eh, fangulo. Anyway, yeah, a lot of people talk know. about Dio, but not enough people talk about how good of a guitar player Vivian was. Because the solo in Rainbow in the Dark is like as good as like anything else from any other guitar hero from that era. Mm-hmm. And he did that in one take, by the way. Well, think about Dio. Dio had worked with Richie Blackmore and Tony Iommi, so Dio is going to know a good guitar player when he hears one, and he he definitely when he heard Vivian Campbell, he definitely heard you know <laughs> yeah. someone who was at the time modern, but also can honor that older style that that Iommi and Blackmore did without sounding like either one of those men, because he doesn't sound like any one of those two guitar players. I mean, he you know he he picked Vivian over Jakey Lee. I don't know if you guys knew that. I knew that. I knew that, and I, it makes sense because, no offense to Jakey Lee, Jakey Lee's an incredible guitar player. Mm. But I think Dio was also looking for a songwriting partner, and even though Campbell wasn't an experienced songwriter, you know he came in with these bags of riffs that Dio, you know, transformed into songs. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to me. You yeah, those I mean? are sweet savage riffs. That yeah, a lot in. of those are. Yeah, um, that were refined by Dio. And you know, I mean, we'll, we'll have to do a Dio thing one day because we get off track and talk about Dio all night. Right. This here. is true. Back to the song yes, kick. We, we got to do. Uh, 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 what do you think? What do you guys uh, you think know, of it before I say it? Uh, what's funny is the first time I heard the song kick, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. When I heard it in the context of the album, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It, it's what Def Leppard's been doing for the last, since at least Hysteria. It's a, it's a pop song. I don't even want to call it a pop metal song. It really is just a pop song. It's got a chorus you can hear coming a mile away. And that's what they specialize in now, you know, is, is these very highly produced pop songs that I think if Def Leppard had started their career writing that, I don't think there'd be a Def Leppard right now. There's no yeah. disrespect to them. It's just you know, right. uh, but I, I like the song now. But when I first heard it, I didn't care for it. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's a pop song. Um, it's a grower, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, definitely a grower. Is that what you think, Lou? 
that's all I have to say about it. It's a grower. You know, like, I mean, I get I, the first time I listened to it was when I did my first time reaction for it for my channel. And um, I liked it. I mean, and I, I, I don't want to repeat this point over and over again, but I'll say it just to get it out of the way. You can't expect them to redo on through the night, high and dry pyromania or hysteria. Those guitar players are not in the band anymore. Steve Clark, rest in peace. He's gone, you know, and we miss him. And he was so vital, him and Pete Willis, to the beginning of Def Leppard and what they eventually became. You have to give Vivian and Phil the same respect that at least they're capable of writing melodic, hooky music. Whether you want to call it glam or pop metal or pop rock whatever you want to call it you know um i think i'm at a point in my life right now where with def leppard it's like i could take it or leave it but i'll give him credit if a song is a grower i thought this one was a grower so interesting uh and like you guys uh i didn't like this one at uh at first when i heard it but uh it yeah like you said lou grows on me and um although i do feel being only a little over three minutes it seems a bit too long it's very repetitive Aren't most pop songs today quite repetitive? <laughs> well, this one's a little bit of kind of annoying repetitive. It could have been shortened to like maybe two minutes, two and a half minutes, and then end it, get rid of like a chorus or something. I don't know. But yeah, it is definitely a, a grower song. But still, it's not one of my favorites of this album. Uh, next song is Fire It Up. John, what do you feel about firing Shit. it up? That's the one I don't remember. Out of the ones That's I the one that goes to. fire it up, oh, fire it up, fire it up, fire it up. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that really helped. Uh, yeah, I guess that that's the, I guess that's a really mean way of saying this song was unmemorable. Is that I just don't remember anything about it. That's quite all right. I, I kind of feel the same way too, but uh, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's uh, again, it's a, it's a song I heard at first, didn't care for it too much, and still not crazy about it. But the, uh, I don't really like the chorus. But the rest of the song isn't too bad. Um, kind of reminds me a bit of slang, just better. Yes. I agree with that statement. Her last slang. What about you, Manny? Uh, I didn't care for it at all, actually. Um, it was okay. It's probably... Uh, sorry, I was trying to go on my phone because I'm having internet issues. So, uh, well, but, uh, seems fine over here. Okay. But I'm not... I didn't uh, really... Uh, that's the one song I didn't really care for. It was okay. I can see where you guys are comparing it to slang. One of the few people that defend the album slang, but I don't defend the title track, which I thought was a steaming pile of shit. Anyway, terrible, terrible, terrible. What about you, Lou? I just want to get soaking wet. No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's that's um, wow. So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quoting the song slang. Uh, yeah, I could it. It's funny, John, you mentioned kick reminded you. Of like pour some sugar on me this reminded me of like if slang and pour some sugar on me met and had a uh two-headed child that pour some slang on me there you go <laughs> that you love unconditionally even though it's you know it's eh. i mean it, it was it was it was good i i didn't hate it I, I i liked it um is it a song that i would like to hear them play live of the three that they released prior to the release, no, I would have to give that to take what you want. That is something I would love to hear live. But um, you know, good song. And where did Manny go? 
Oh, well, he's having issues. Maybe he's going to switch to his phone. Okay. He'll be back. What did you think of it, Mr. Noon? I said already. Well, I didn't hear you since you asked Manny twice what he thought, but you thought it was. <laughs> I said, I did have to join that is. Uh, I said, uh, John, you all right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's watching the game. <laughs> I said it's a, um, another song I didn't really care for when I first heard it and still not crazy about it. Uh, don't, don't really care for the chorus, but the rest of the song isn't bad. Kind of reminds me of Slang. I'm the one who brought up the Slang. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Sorry. Maybe if you paid attention once in a while. I try. Long day at work. My 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 head is uh fried. And it's thunderstorming. Which one? Is it really? Well, by me it is, so it should come out to you in an hour. It'll be here soon. It'll be here soon. Manny, good I to see you guess. again. Oh, perfect. Uh um, right. is this better, guys? That's better. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. All, All right. right. So now we get into the collabo track one of oh, two. God. This is the first of three ballads. Mm. The this guitar featuring Allison Krauss, who uh, also does stuff with uh, Robert Plant, uh, and her own band Union Station. You, uh, I don't know who really who she is. Um, I'll I'll go first. Uh, I didn't mind the song at first, but a few more listens, and I really did not like it. A oh. lot of <laughs> a lot of people are calling this country. I don't really hear it. I mean, it may be in, the, in some of the guitars or whatever, but uh, I guess Alison Krauss, does she do country? Is she like a crunch? Yeah, country? bluegrass. Bluegrass yeah. singer. But uh, I'm just not into the song. Uh, if anything, I like the guitar solo because it kind of got more heavy with that. But uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about the song. Do you guys know who did the guitar solo? Is that Vivian or is that Campbell? I mean, Vivian or is that Campbell? It's the same guy. Is that Vivian or is that? <laughs> yes. Or, is that Vivian or is that uh, Phil? Uh I would think it's probably it's, Phil. Like I said, I mean, same book. Sorry, I'm looking at oh, it doesn't. to see if it breaks it up. No, 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 it doesn't. No, is this one of the songs since you're looking at it that was written with uh, outside songwriter with Colin, or is this no? Is this a Joe Elliott solo one? C.J. Vanston, whoever that is, was written. Yeah, I noticed him. that. I noticed there was a lot of uh, co-writes that Colin did with some guy I never heard of. So, yeah, yeah no so. idea who that is. Uh, John, what do you think of this song? Um, what song is it? This guitar. <laughs> what the first the fir- this guitar the first ballad. There's it's a like... song on the album called "This Guitar." <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're doing a uh, Def Leppard, uh, Diamond Star Halos. Uh, yeah, welcome no, to Rat Salad Review. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get that far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 well, go watch your hockey game. We'll ha- we'll talk to you later on. Goodbye. No, <laughs> you didn't get that far. Was it that bad? It wasn't that bad. It's just that I was like listening, and I would go through the songs, and I because I was like doing other stuff, and then I would just kind of forget to put on the next song. I had to kind of stop <laughs> from from here to eternity. But yeah, no, I failed the assignment. But I, I did listen to like a good chunk of the album, so I'm contributing the best I can. Okay, but, it's all right. I, you know what it is? I asked you last minute, so I'll forgive you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have to apologize, Wayne. Well, no, I, I, it's all right. I forgive him. You done goofed, Wayne. Why did I goof? Because you asked him at the last second to participate. <laughs> well, I didn't ask him like five minutes before we started. I asked him like, you know, this afternoon. You had plenty of time. Uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe Greg is listening to Diamond Star Halo to give a 
thorough opinion is why he's not on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Probably on this fifth listen about now, right? At least. (laughs) I don't even have the game on. I'm just. No. Uh, I'm from Tampa, Florida, so I was I really wanted to watch the game, but I already committed to this. So. Well, he's watching hockey. That's what I mean. The lightning. Are oh, you watching was... too? Oh, okay. No, no, I'm not. I'm gonna wait till we're off the air. All right. If it's I don't on. have cable, so I'm free. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of? No, this I guitar? gotta go to the bar so to to see it. Anyway, go ahead, Wayne. <laughs> what do you think of this guitar, Manny? As far as ballads, I didn't mind it, actually. It's your typical Def Leppard ballad that they've been doing since, uh, you know, Adrenalize, I guess, you know. Um, it's not bad. They, you know, they probably could, uh, they could probably uh, do a master's core on how to write the ultimate power ballad and the formula to it. This certainly fits the bill. Is it bad? No. Um, but it's not up there with bringing on the hard break or even even love bites yeah um but i liked it is it memorable sort of but no it's okay i didn't mind it i didn't mind it but i didn't love it yeah i'm looking at the the back of this with the picture of the band thank god they're old yeah well it's because they didn't die not dying his hair anymore he just let me go gray oh i thought he died at platinum blonde no it's all gray now and what uh, what's what happened to Rick Savage? Did something happen to his face? You know he had Bell's palsy. Oh, he did has, he? Oh, okay. Did he? Uh, he had no, Bell's palsy. Know that. So, like in between the uh, end of the retroactive tour, prior to the release of Vault, mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah. suffered his first uh, Bell's palsy attack. Oh, well, that would explain that. I thought maybe something was going on because he's been wearing dresses and stuff lately. So, no, they're frilly clothes. They're not dresses. <laughs> What the oh. fuck is wrong with Bill Collins' chest? <laughs> uh, that's what we're all hey, supposed to look like. If I was in my mid-60s and I was packing a, a washboard eight-ab stomach, I wouldn't wear shirts either. But I wouldn't know. either. I, I'd be looking for excuses to take off my shirt. <laughs> I would just be wearing small shirts. And if anyone asked, I'd be like, yeah, sure, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes because that would come up often while you're at the grocery store oh sir can i see your yeah. chest well, yes yeah, let me just pick out the, these melons first hold on um, <laughs> i gotta take it to the gun show yeah <laughs> yeah uh lou did yeah, you do I wonder this if phil collins is like oh it's i gotta pick up these guitars with these guns oh it's so <laughs> hard having these guns <laughs> Jackson too, so I got like five Jacksons, so I could do it. <laughs> well, you definitely got me beat. I only got the one. I would love to get a PC one, but I can't afford it. They're you don't too have damn expensive. Ten thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, Charvel. Stepping is so cheap, Lou. You cheap bastard. Yeah. Yeah, Lou. Hey, look, I mean, Charvel just released the budget version of the Jakey Lee White Charvel, so like you know. That's probably one I would love to get next. Uh, hopefully, someone Jackson, please release a budget version of a PC one. I'm but sure anyway, I don't care if it's made in Indonesia. Guitars. Anyways, oh. um, but this guitar, um, I could definitely see it being played on country radio. Which one? The, the song, this guitar. Oh, not one of those behind you. Uh, oh, you that, that's a bass. Think Wayne. Of this guitar. That, that, Which one? That, 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 that oh, the song is a bass. Yes, the song. <laughs> Thank you, John. Or the Steinberg. <laughs> Steinberg, what is Stein? 
<laughs> oh god, put it away. It's oh. not a guitar. <laughs> Fucking love Steinberger. Oh, Thank god. you. It's terrible. You shrew Wayne. Okay. You're the Move only one who hates it. Move over a little bit so I don't have to see the, the topless head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That head is gone like the head you didn't get last night. Anyways, back oh. to the song. Oh. Uh, My wife's been <laughs> sick. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't even mention your wife. Anyway, uh, I could see it being played on country radio, and I got to give it to Def Leppard. I thought they sounded really good with Alison Krauss, who is my favorite bluegrass musician, just above Bella Fleck. Um, and mine too. I liked it. I, you know, I mean, was it memorable, earth shattering? No, but I mean, is it a good song? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but if you're going to bring someone of Alison Krauss's talent, vocal talent, to a song, then utilize her better. You know, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I know Alison Krauss is a longtime Def Leppard fan, so she would have done it, you know, just for the hell of it. And probably what happened there. But I mean, when you've got a talent like that, I mean, make her a bigger part of the song, I guess. I would agree with you. I mean, it's funny because I keep thinking back to the episode of CMT Crossroads they did with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Now, you know, big difference between Taylor Swift and Alison Krauss. Alison Krauss, legitimate artist. Taylor Swift, pop princess. So, you know, you would think because of what Def Leppard does, which is unabashedly, unabashed melodic pop rock, you'd figure they get a Taylor Swift before they get an Alison Krauss. So I like the song, but I agree with you, Manny. I wish they'd utilized her more. Definitely. Uh, SOS emergency. <laughs> uh, did you listen to this one, John? No, but you know what? When we were talking here, I do have. I did have one because I'm. I remember fire it up now. So you do your fucking editing magic. And this, this, is is live. this is live, dude. So, so you have to edit it live. So fire it up had a chorus, and it was like it was like in Joe Elliott range, but it wasn't Joe Elliott power. But yeah. I didn't mind that. I was like, it works. It had enough stacked lower backing vocals to complement Joe's high voice, which he probably wasn't wanting to use all that strength that he had in '83, which I didn't care because it worked. All right. Yeah. What about yeah, SOS? So SOS, I didn't listen to it, so, <laughs> so anyone who's watching live, please, um, if you can be my lifeline. So if these guys ask questions about a song I don't know about, it's your chance to call in and give me information about the song. There is no call yeah. number. Hello. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the live version. No, we're not talking about Motley Crue either. Your fucking homework. <laughs> yeah, I know I was supposed to do my fucking homework. You bought me the weed. <laughs> Talk about it later. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, God. What was that, Laboot? <laughs> <laughs> Manny SOS Emergency. Uh, I liked it. SOS Emergency was a uh, pretty good song. Again, it's a throwback to the roots. Definitely a little bit mopped to hoople. Oh, shit, emergency. I gotta listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> At SOS, some point. SOS Emergency. Uh, uh, Bob Dylan's not losing any sleep over the lyrics, but it's not yeah. bad. Yeah. 
uh like you manny i like this song sounds a little something that could have come off any of their albums uh it almost has that classic Def leopard sound too it's uh so i'll say this is maybe my second favorite off of this album what about you lou it's actually my favorite song on the album really wow. yeah wow. um smoke yeah this song's great um it's got the melody it's got good riffs and it's got great vocals it's what i ask for nowadays in a Def leopard song the heaviness is gone so this is all i could ask for and i'm satisfied yeah i'm i'm fine with this heaviness for them at this point in their lives even when the heaviness left before they still made good songs so right i agree that's true i agree i agree uh liquid dust uh, I'm just gonna start this one off. I hate when they do. Ti- <laughs> I hate when they do title songs like this. Uh, you know the song titles. Because why is that? Liquid dust. There is no such thing as liquid dust. They're just making something up. They're fucking poets, man. They're, poets, what, my ass. <laughs> this is what poets do. <laughs> like man. their they, take on no. snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine. If you They're know not, that song, yeah, Pat Travis, yeah. It would be more inter- interesting if it was about that, but it's not. Uh, but they have a bunch of weird song titles like this that don't make any sense. And usually I don't like the song. me with Kick. Like it was just so uncharacteristic with what I'm used to. Yeah. And even and like you, you and Lou, you mentioned songs from the Sparkle Lounge. I remember giving that album a cruise and I wasn't like my favorite or anything, but at least it was characteristic to the band. The song titles were more there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, musically. about. Mm-hmm. Musically, I think it's good, but the chorus kills it. They're just liquid dust over and over again. It's like, all right, whatever. Jeff Lampard's all about the choruses, man. That's their selling right. point. Right. Yeah, and, really and, that, and they blew it with that one. What about you, Lou? See, now I think if this song set the template for an album like X, it would have been a much better album. Hmm. Um, you can say what you want about the fact that Def Leppard is not a heavy rock band anymore. You know, it's got good melody and good pop sensibilities. Um, is it a throwaway track for me? No, we haven't gotten that far yet into the album for me to say <laughs> what I think is a throwaway song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it enough to have said, okay, it was it was it was good for this album. But if they had followed this way of songwriting more on the album X, I think I would have liked that album a lot more. About you, Manny. I liked it. I liked it. Um, as far as the lyrics and the title, wait a minute, Wayne. Aren't you in a prog band? Aren't you used to weird lyrics? I'm not in a prog band. Project Resurrection. What was power metal, buddy? That's not prog. We don't have to. You don't have to think for power metal lyrics. Although I don't have traditional power metal lyrics. Yeah, his Uh, band's not called Def Leppard, so we can use as many fucking weird titles as he wants. That's right. Uh, but liquid dust i liked it i kind of agree what i agree with lou is it's kind of a missed opportunity musically i think they should have followed a path i also think uh i mean Def leopard are known to take about 300 years between albums so i think they should have had maybe vivian campbell contribute to the songwriting mm-hmm. um i think that might have strengthened the album up who knows maybe vivian campbell just came up with a bunch of crappy riffs or something but have them have them contribute to it i think it would have made a um, a stronger album, a stronger direction. I do agree with that. Um, but overall, so far, the songs are consistent. I mean, as far as sound, as far as the, 
the way it's um, sequenced. Um, so I enjoyed it. As far as the title Liquid Dust, I think you're being a little picky, Wayne. I'm allowed to be. Well, you know, you are in Project Resurrection. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Resurrect. Resurrect. Whatever. Which uh, you can buy at projectresurrect.bandcamp.com. Jo- uh, John- oh, and please go get John's new single, Demolition Derby and and Demolition Derby in the Backyard. Demolition Derby in Your Yard. Go check that out. It's a good Shockwire one. Resurrection <laughs> by Project Shockwire. Project Shockwire. <laughs> we'll talk about more about Shockwire at the end of the show. Uh, I meant Death to do it Shockwire. Yeah, <laughs> I meant to do it at the beginning, but I forgot. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I threw the name out. It's okay. Yes, we, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> did you listen to this song? What are we even on? There's, oh, there's a song dust. called This Song? Song. No, 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 Liquid no, no, Dust. No, no. Liquid <laughs> Dust. Liquid <laughs> Dust. Did you listen to Liquid Dust? Oh, no. Um, yeah, that's why when you said liquid dust, like fuck, I didn't hear that one. I can't get oh. you nothing. <laughs> what about all right? Just what about the, here, John, and look pretty? Yeah, that's only we only have you on because of your hair. You and oh, Manny, of course. Right? Yeah, he's my friend, Wayne. I don't know about that. We well, I like him show. enough. We talked a lot before the show. Uh, what about you, Rock Me? Another oh, stupidly God. titled that, song. That song, the title sucks ass. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think you- what kind of is just that fuck I don't know how to I can't, I can't explain it like you rock me would that is a title that would have worked in 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 adrenalize or right. hysteria but probably as like a really good b-side right but with what they were going for it, it, it would it would it would kind of work there I, w- I would think maybe who knows maybe that was like a song they had kicking around in this area days because just that sounds like something they would have tried to come up with back then yeah. you rock me but maybe made it better yeah well, probably maybe Mont Lang would have said no that title sucked right. well, <laughs> this song is called pour some sugar on me <laughs> well i think pour some I salad think the- on me rat salad with me <laughs> I think the way they spelt it was kind of a tribute to oh T Rex because yeah. they are not T Rex Slade because hmm. you know Slade had this uh, they would purposely oh, misspell that. their song titles right so I think maybe that's what that is uh, and of course Def Leppard are known for their anthems and uh, makes a lot of sense yeah I don't mind the song I I don't think it's their best anthem actually it's probably in the bottom half but I think mm-hmm. it works with the on the context of the album I like it. May you look. Um, so unfortunately, this one's kind of like a throwaway song for me. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it as much as what I've heard so far. Um, the chorus is catchy, and uh, it's definitely the best part of the song. It's really just okay at best, in, in my opinion. Uh, sounds more like what would have been a B side off Sparkle Lounge, if you ask oh, yeah. me. So. You know what. I don't totally disagree with that, but I think the production on this album is a little bit better than Sparkle Lounge. So I don't know if you think that, but that's my opinion on that. Well, Sparkle Lounge, I think they recorded while they were on tour. I don't think they were in a studio or a Joe's house to record that. Uh, The last two Def Leppard studio albums, this one and the previous, um, I would say that uh, that those were recorded in Joe's house with uh, Ronan McHugh as uh he's their live sound uh, front of house sound engineer and their producer so wow, I, I should wait did he produce this album ronan you yeah, have you've got the, the cd album. 
Yeah, look, look the... at it. I just opened it just now before we. You have CDs anymore, dude. <laughs> I still buy CDs. I still <laughs> do, but I'm the I old guy. CDs, man. I buy CDs Stop. and records. I mean, come on. Uh, was oh, oh my god, really? The, the Halloween best time single. <laughs> it, it's limited to five hundred, asshole. <laughs> Mr. Asshole to you, fuckface. Anyways, uh, who produced this? I don't know. Um, I think it was the band with. Uh... I don't. I don't know. Right. Uh, I know you mentioned Joe's house, and I know you're talking about Joe Elliott's house, but just the way you were saying it sounds like they were recording at a studio called Joe's house. No, it is oh, called yeah. Joe's house. It's a studio uh, in his house. Produced by Ronan McHugh. Yes. Ah, I was right. It is a yeah. front of house sound engineer that produced it. Yeah, he did this and the previous one. Front of house. F-O-H. Yep. That's oh, he did a, well, he did a better job on this one than the last one. Yeah. Well, I think on Sparkle Edge, they wanted like a more of a, um, a organic type sound anyway. So, Well, they well, failed. There is well, a lot of low end on this production, which I like. There's a lot of beef. Well, again, yeah. he didn't do yeah. Sparkle Lounge. That was recorded while they were on tour in their bus. I'm saying that the self-titled was recorded at uh, Joe's house. They actually recorded inside the bus? <laughs> they had uh, Pro Tools, so Joe's they recorded bus. their rig. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was Joe's house. <laughs> you know what? I'm the, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the mis- king of misinformation on the show. Just call me Jen Psaki. Hey, Lou. Anyways. <laughs> This is official Wikipedia information. This album was recorded in Joe's house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm he brags about it, so hey, let him. It's all yeah. good. This is my fucking house. <laughs> I can't speak for Greg, but I'm going to anyway. I would assume this would be his favorite song on the album. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but you never know. He said he did like some of this stuff, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, but he... What? He was probably high. Anyway, go ahead. He probably was. He probably was. He was in yeah. a bad mood too. Uh, <laughs> Hook it uh, up, man. You're in a better mood. Again, for me, another terrible song title. Could they not <laughs> think of anything else for the chorus? This one holds true with the stupid title name for me. Not a good song. And uh, even when I was going through this just to get some ideas for you know uh, thoughts about the album, my wife mm-hmm. overheard this song, and she just looked over at me and laughed. So right then and there, I knew it was bad. <laughs> this doesn't fly with your wife. It ain't going to fly at all, bud. Yeah. No. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, wait, goodbye. Good, goodbye for good this time is the next song. Did you listen to this song, John? Fortunately, I have failed you on this one. <laughs> but however... <laughs> I will rank the song title of this song as on the right track. Yes, this, I, they one got of the better, better song titles we've gotten so far. That's much better. So we've got st- song title Street Cred, which is, is good. <laughs> now, what did your wife think of this song? <laughs> <laughs> go get your wife. Like we need yeah, her. Let me, on the show. Let me go get Laura. Her. Laura. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to tell you what she's doing right now. Uh, what do you think about this song, Lou? Um, it's like Queen's Night of the Opera meets the Beatles with a tinge of Elton John. Hmm. And I have to admit, it's my second favorite song on the album. Hmm. Interesting. What about you, Manny? I agree. It's a good song. And I didn't even think about the Elton John comparison. But man, you are right, Lou. Man, when I got it, I got it. You do. I mean, that really 
And when he's talking about Elton John, because I, I just listened to Elton John uh, a few days ago, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And that definitely is the air, which makes sense because Elton John was big during that, that time. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been big forever. But that's when he was... Elton John was never glam, but if you guys remember, he would have those elaborate costumes and all yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think he actually performed on stage with T-Rex a couple of times. So he did. He did. A matter of fact, there's a clip of Elton John playing Bang a Gong, Get It On. That's right. On, so I, yeah. I would say he's glam by proxy. <laughs> he's pop, yeah. but, you know, I tried listening to that album because, you know, that's like one of his best ones. And I didn't really care for it. Some songs were good and the other ones I was just like, eh. No, I, I love that album, but you know, it, it's a long album. I, if, it if, is. If I it, think that's why. If you're brand new to it, I don't know if I'd suggest that you listen to it from the beginning to end, but uh, Funeral from a Friend, uh, a matter of fact, I think the first half of the album is nothing but hit singles. It's really, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, once I get yeah. to the second half, it gets a little wishful. Well, there's a couple. I mean, Jamaica, Jerk or whatever, that's shitty, and you know, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple throwaway tracks on there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, for me, it's another ballad that has a sort of ELO sound. I don't know if anybody noticed. Yeah, um, good point. Um, uh, like with the pianos and the orchestra, especially with like that orchestra sound, because the ELO then that the orchestra sound. Yeah, that was their thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I like this one better than the other ballad, and uh, I really like that uh, acoustic solo section. It's just that acoustic guitar and kind of just by itself in a way. So that was kind of cool. It out, kind of out of nowhere, which mm-hmm. was kind of weird, but I, I liked it. It definitely was a, uh, the most ambitious arrangement I've heard these guys do in quite a long time. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they worry so much about getting their sound perfected. Sometimes I think it sucks the humanity out of the of the music. I'm, I noticed I'm not, that there was a lot of auto tune and. I know that autotune is like a big part of pop music, but if you don't have every note on the perfect 440, it sounds a lot better. But I think the backing vocals and a couple of the songs were following the lead vocals a little bit too much on the hop, on the hop and around a lot. And that's the part for me that kind of sucked the soul out of anything that would have tried to have been, you know, touching, melodically mm-hmm. touching. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that maybe is... Maybe it's not the songs the last few albums. Like uh, we keep mentioning Sparkle Lounge. I didn't care for is uh, it was a 10, the one where they had all the outside songwriters. Yeah. X. Yep. Yeah. I didn't care for that album at all. But even if I did, I just. It, it seemed to like that, that human war warmth. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that great production and, and caring about how you sound is a terrible thing, but. No. Yeah, but I think there there's a point where you got to let things go. I mean, and I, I guess Mott Lang, when he produced him, saw Def Leppard as kind of a science project that he could do all these things with. Because mm-hmm. ACDC was willing to go to him to up to a certain point, but not all the way. You know, right. Bon Scott wasn't going to do 30 takes of something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, and, and Foreigner were willing to go, but not as far as you know, Mutt Lang wanted him to. Matter of fact, a lot of these artists chose not to work with Mutt Lang again. You know, the cars and he just comes uh, through. It's he produces these incredible albums, but I guess through that process, he just beats the band to like half death to get yeah. what he needs out of it. And so a lot of that energy going back to you know Def Leppard working with Mutt Lang and yeah. a lot of that 
um, a lot of those vocal takes that you hear in Joe, a lot of that had a lot of like passion going into it. Probably a lot of do is like, is that good enough? No, it's not good enough. Fuck you, I'll do it better. Ah! No, I'm sure a there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot to, a lot to that. I mean, you guys so brought think, up yeah, rock to you drop. They were I mean, more distracted we... by that than being perfect. Sorry for yeah. No, you're fine. But like you got one of you brought up rock, rock to you drop. Listen to how raw his vocal sounds on there. That wouldn't fly today, you know, with right. these guys. Yeah. yeah. Even when he sings it live today, he uses his uh, head voice, not, you know, anything guttural. So like, you know, that's yeah, the only. That. Sorry, John. I use the head voice for that one. Yeah, well, he 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 has to at this point because his, you know, those highs are gone. I mean, you know, he's been saying that song for forty years now. Is the high voice? Mm. You know, for most self upper songs from that era, yeah, he he requires it. Um, yeah, yeah, we. The thing you need to remember though is that I, I think I think Mutt really set out to have Def Leppard more as like his project band, like what can he do? You know? So like, you know, power mania at the time was rivaling like the biggest bands at the time. Like, you know, uh, I would say probably Van Halen, you know, oh, yeah. and hysteria was meant to rival Michael Jackson. How do you top that? Logically you can't you just kind of don't. You just kind of don't. It's like a sports team. You know, you win your championship, you have your dynasty, and then think like life goes on. You know, you just kind of, you have your top achievements and you can't really go past that. It's yeah. better to have those achievements and, you know, and like Def Leppard, just continue a graceful career than uh, I agree. have them at all. No, I, I totally agree with that too, but I think they kind of chase a little bit. I think Adrenalize would have been a much different album if, um, if if Steve Clark hadn't died, but they were chasing after that, you know. Yeah, I, Don't I, forget, you know. he did write half that album. Yeah, you know, yeah, but and, yeah, and and he plays on a few tracks, right? From what I remember, no, his, no, all of his it parts were Phil redone. Colin doing his best Steve Clark impression. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, I think that album would have been a lot different. I don't know if it would have been better, but I'm assuming it would have been better. You know, well, the, the, the Wayne and I both agree the biggest saving grace about Adrenalize is the song White Lightning. I mean, oh, yeah, perfect tribute to Steve and Phil just demoted so perfectly with every note that he played on that. It's funny because I don't listen to that one as much as all the other ones on yeah. on Adrenalize or yeah. you mean. I oh. listen to I listen to like kick love into motion and tear it down, which is very Steve Clark has a lot of because they played that song live on a TV special when Steve Clark was still alive. Tear yeah, it, it was the '89 MTV Video Awards, and that was actually released as a B side to Woman, Women. Sorry, yeah. at first. So I hmm. think like yeah, it's um one thing I've noticed about this current album is mm-hmm. um. Well, they are to trying to know? appeal to people who just got into the band. You like, think so? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're, they're taking a mix of what they've been doing for the past 20 years and then going and then, and then adopting some of the elements from not only their, their influences, but from the earlier albums. And they're kind of processing it. Like I said, how one of the songs is a pour some sugar on me. Mm. I th- and like Ooh. i think it's fire it up that literally i don't have a guitar on me that literally phil collins going with the e-string the same way he did on pour some sugar on me mm. so i and 
things. And because I have, you know, Instagram and I have followers that have that like Def Leppard, which is so fucking cool. That's how I like found the them. New, they like the new stuff. The younger kids like the some of the new stuff. It's us people who are standardized by pyromania, by hysteria, and on through the night that makes it so hard for us to listen to an album Ooh. easily that's new for someone who's just getting into the band and like, oh, look at all the stuff they have and they can kind of pick things through. Mm. They have they have an easier time listening to Diamond Star Halos. Right. You brought up a... I think it's very much <laughs> for the new fans because X is for people who were listening to Def Leppard at the time, which was a lot of older fans. <laughs> Remember what I said, Wayne, that album was made for live FM radio. Right, yeah. yeah <laughs> but the John, I, I got to agree with you because it's funny with the last album the self-titled they said that they tried to combine the best of like their history and where they are right now into an album i think they accomplished it with this one more so than the previous it it is an accomplishment i'm seeing people enjoying the songs and like if i wasn't so just standardized by pyromania i would enjoy this a lot more which in like even then like i'm like we're talking about the songs and i'm looking at the song titles here this this the choruses are coming back in my head which i could say which is like for the first time for a Def leopard album in a long time but going back to x one of the songs i actually like a song on there called all i want is everything that's on slang mm-hmm. that's on slang oh shit eh? yeah all right. no, i don't like anything on x that song on slang. i fucking love it when i do that can I tell a quick story? Okay, I saw this Neil Young tribute, and the favorite sure. song on there was fucking Tom Petty. I didn't know it was Tom Petty. So I went home and typed in Neil Young last dance with Mary Jane, found it was Tom Petty. It was like, well, looks like I still don't listen to Neil Young yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if uh if we're yeah, we're 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 used to a certain sound, but I'm realistic about any band, Def mm-hmm. Leppard, Steve Clark is gone. Um, they're older, they're in their sixties, they're not 20, you know, it's not pyromania, but I, older artists in general, like the Rolling Stones, it doesn't matter how good of an album the Stones make, it's not going to get played on the radio. So you're really making it for your diehard fans. Mm -hmm. But I I think it's a shame that, and and it's rock radio, it's every, you know, that these new songs don't get a chance. So bands don't record it. Um, I like the fact that Def Leppard is is still creating new music, you know. Um, I like when older bands create new music, even if it doesn't get much attention, because I think it's important to be creative. You're a creative artist. Because you're an um, artist. You're not a... Yeah. You're, 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 you're an artist when you're doing this. You're making these albums, these products, and these, these things, yeah. these marketing and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still an artist. Like, there's Kiss, and then there's Paul Stanley releasing music. Mm-hmm. Now... People yeah. don't listen to Paul Stanley as much as Kiss, but why is Paul Stanley releasing music? Because he's an artist. I agree. I agree. I I think Kiss should have continued making new music, but I also get their point when they say, well, nobody's buying it, nobody's listening to it, we're spending all that money. I'm not insensitive to his point of view on that because, you know, you're a mechanic, you want to get paid for your work, so I get that. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or not, you want to get paid for your work. So I'm not insensitive to that. But I like the fact that Def Leppard keeps content can create a new music. You know, same thing with Metallica or any artist you care to name. You know, whether generational bands have a hard sell with new music because you're at a show. You know, you want to see, the, yeah. you want to hear the classics. And I hear so many times on various podcasts and stuff like that. that what makes people sit down is here's a new one. 
That's true. You know, and going true. to this album, I don't think that I think if they, you know, play something like Fire It Up for the next Def Leppard concert, <clears> I think you'd have a decent headbang there. And I was actually thinking like um how some how someone went to another Def Leppard show. They played mm. Pyromania songs. The Pyromania fans stood up. Well then when mm. they started playing serious songs, the Pyromania fans started sitting down. Mm. The serious fans started sitting up. And I'm like thinking like I would think that if I was at a Def Leppard show and these songs came up and I was definitely drunk enough that I would headbang just as much. <laughs> you know, one one band that's old, older than Def uh-huh. Leppard, and still put out one probably the one of the best albums they ever did uh, a couple of years ago, Blue Oyster Cult. Absolutely, I could, I could listen to anything one. off of that new album, and I would love to hear them play anything live off of that. I totally agree with you, but I what was it like a decade or twelve yeah. years or so? Yeah, it I was mean, a really long time. It yeah. was from ninety eight um, and two thousand twenty, so that's a twenty two year gap between studio albums. Yeah. That to me is insane. I know personally. Well, because you want to talk about like, the, the kings of like the weekend, um, you know, uh, uh, Sturgis, you know, motorcycle rallies and state fair bands. I mean, Blue Ace Cults making their living from that, mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're not hurting. And the only reason why they even did a new album is because they felt like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many bands wish they could be in that position? where it's like you know for the first 15 20 25 years of their career they were out grinding records and touring and records and touring and like Mm -hmm. an endless cycle where you know barely half of the bands from that era made it out alive Mm -hmm. and they're still doing it Mm -hmm. plus my wife's friend richie castellano who he she knew from soon he purchases in the band so way to go richie i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either until we saw them in concert and she's like oh my god that's richie i'm like who's richie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> none of your business uh back to the Def Leppard album Rich you owe me restitution anyways no just kidding <laughs> uh I think the, the song we're up to is All We Need um probably my yeah. third yeah okay f- probably my third favorite song which again is more along the lines of the uh, typical Def Leppard sound but more the newer sound past like uh, adrenalize um yes yeah, so I, I, I like this one a lot what about you John well, first off, oh, how's the, the title? Do you like the title? title. Yeah, the title's good. Yeah. Speaking of the title, that's what I was actually talking about. I thought the song <laughs> title was All the Weed. <laughs> um, I was all right with this one. Um, yeah, one thing I'm kind of noticing is that I'm just having more positive takeaways than negative takeaways on this album. Yeah. Um, I was all right with this one. Had a, just had, the, had a good set of notes. I think that's what I can say about that one. Mm. What about you, Manny? I like it. I like it. Again, I, I'm i surprised that as much as I'm really surprised that all of us are liking the album as much because I was expecting to, to me be on my own liking it. So it's very, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that you and Lou like it. I know you guys aren't saying you love it, but you're enjoying it. Now, again, I think it's a good song. I mean, is it going to make their, you know, top 100 Def Leppard songs of all time or however many they have? Doubt it. But it's a good yeah, no. song. And this is probably the best they can do at this point in time. And there's nothing wrong with that. So and I like it. It couldn't be better, honestly. Yeah. I think this is a good time for Def Leppard to put out a new album with this sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the upcoming stadium tour with uh, Molly Crew, Poison, and Joan Jett. So that's another thing you could say about these fucking bands is that they're still playing fucking stadiums. Like, 
there's so many people like I see people talk so much crap about poison and like people mock them oh they're probably playing at you know carnival clubs in front like no they're playing mm. on a stadium tour with Def Leppard like people like poison Oh, well, yeah, I like I'm saying, I'm... <laughs> I kind of like Poison too, but they sold millions of albums. They sold millions of albums. I mean, people forget how many millions of albums that damn band sold. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't really. I mean, Poison is not poison. in my top ten list, but you know, when oh, I had carpal tunnel surgery on my right hand. Um, my wife took me to the surgery and took care of me. So as a thank you, I got a ticket to go see Brett Michaels when he played Mulcahy's. And I have no shame in admitting this. I enjoyed myself. I had nothing but a good time. No pun intended. <laughs> Did he give you a Brett Michaels and Friends CD? No, he wouldn't talk to you oh, unless God. you paid to talk to him. Uh-huh. Fuck, how much would it would cost to talk to Brett Michaels? I don't know. The money was supposed to go to Wounded like- Warriors Project. However, there was a very high um count of women on that line i did not see any guys so <laughs> just I saying was, brad just saying when, when he took his bandana off that his hair come with it did not see him without the bandana because okay. you never do because <laughs> it's glued on what happened was bought this bandana and it was just a bandana right but then it started growing hair out of bandana that's true it, it's, it's not gorilla man. glue it's actual follicles that come from the bandana <laughs> emitting from Brett's head. Gorilla glue. uh lou uh, give me, a, give me a all kiss. we need right give me a kiss i didn't even talk about all we need yet oh we didn't all right well, all, i didn't all, all i need is a no. kiss give me one hell to the fuck no <laughs> anyways um all we need again great melodic hooks is it simple yes has it been done before? Yes, but does it matter? Is it a good song? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Love and Affection, and I must emphasize this. Mm-hmm. If it were any other pop rock band that did this song, it'd be a hit. But because it's F. Leppard, people are going to say, oh, it's lame, or oh, it's generic, and all I have to say is this. You know, I just want an upgrade from the previous album. Yeah. And to me, it is. I like the self-titled. I like this one a lot more so far. Very cool. Uh, now give me a kiss. I skip this one. We. What about opening your eyes? He skipped that one, too. Oh, I skipped that one, too. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I went ahead of myself. Lou, open your eyes, will you? Prolog Euphoria Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but uh i love it it's my third favorite song on the album and uh skip to many open your eyes another good song uh again fits with the style of the album and i like it a lot production is great and it's well written pop song that's all i got all right john yeah judging by what you guys are saying it must be a really good song <laughs> <laughs> to be honest you guys are providing some insight for the songs i haven't heard yet and it and like i've and like i've observed there's more positive takeaways on this album than negative takeaways and yeah, i'm shocked myself just like i could just remember when i just heard like x for the first time i'm so fucking sorry for saying this but i just couldn't just uh, uh, and i had to stop <laughs> the song i didn't stop any song on yeah. the one that i was listening to 
And there was only one song I could say I really didn't like, but that didn't make me stop powering through it. Right. Gotta do it for the boys. Right. <laughs> what do you think of the song title? Uh, do you approve? Um, yeah, you know what? It sounds like something they would have tried to write back in the hysteria era. Hmm. Is that good or bad? Yeah. This area is good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, oh, to me, this sounds like it could have come off a of slang, which uh, you mentioned uh, that song, uh, Euphoria. Oh, Euphoria. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of has that grungy type feel to it. Uh, and it's my fourth favorite song on here since it's a bit heavier and the chorus uh, is a little bit more thought out because the last, the previous songs, I think the choruses were pretty weak. This one, I think they did fairly well. Uh, now the next song, give me a kiss. I skip that one. Don't like it whatsoever. You weren't skipping it. The last two songs, you kept bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Uh, what do you think of this one, Lou? So it's Armageddon in part four after following four letter word and nine lives, but I do like it <laughs> again. It's Steph Leppard. Shut the fuck up. It's catchy like an STD from a red light district that you were happy to pay for and didn't have to slip on a prophylactic for. Okay, it's Def Leppard. That's all I'm going to say. So apparently he's a rapper now. <laughs> <laughs> I rapped? Yeah. My bad. That's all I heard. I just, just mad spitting right there. <laughs> well, I'm not a legitimate rapper. Well, no, they. You know what? They all read their lyrics from their cell phone. Fuck it, MC Lou. Oh, the, actually, the song's called "Give Me a Kiss That Rocks." See, on, on the uh, streaming version, it just says "Give Me a Kiss," but it's "Give Me a Kiss That Rocks." Really? Yeah. Now I don't know which title I like better. Well, you decide. <laughs> I'll give you a minute. We'll go to Manny. Manny. Uh I liked the song, but it wasn't my favorite off the album. I think Lou liked it a bit better than I did. Yeah. I think it was Def Leppard, but it's Def Leppard cliche. It sounds it sounds like somebody trying to write a Def Leppard song, and it just turns out to be Def Leppard trying to write a Def Leppard song. Right. I just, yeah. It's definitely a by the numbers. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Hence why I no, called like- it Armageddon in part four. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. It's exactly what that is. Um you know, if this is if this is still the age of hit singles or pop metal singles or whatever MTV was around that'd probably be the next single mm. alright you know what it depends on the year I would think you're it right. depend on the year you're it's, right uh, so I'd say 1987 that, that, would, know, that would have been a 1987 kind of thing because the one yeah. that we haven't mentioned yet that I like the best is a very 1991 song alright what do you think of the song title and which one do you like better? Oh, well, actually, I have a question for you. Is oh. that rock spelled with R-O-K? No, it's actually spelled uh, R-O-C-K-S. They did uh, it give, me a kiss is, uh, give me a kiss would be better. Give me a kiss that rocks is really trying to be like Def Leppard. Def Leppard trying to be like Def Leppard. Yeah. Give me a kiss. Good. <laughs> give me a kiss that rocks. Not so good. Try and, try and... damn brackets. <laughs> no there's actually no brackets it's just give me a kiss that rocks so Weird. it's just yeah, no that's it's uh not for me yeah, not for me either. uh next song angels can't help you now and i said i wish they would have told me that at the beginning of this album <laughs> damn that's hateful 
no, the album's not that bad. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, this is now uh, the third ballad on this album. And to me, if you're doing three ballads on one album, then the album is a bit too long. Uh, nothing grabbed oh. my attention with this one. What about you, John? I like ballads, to be honest. I do like ballads. I'm really I don't mind ballads sucker. either. I'm really a sucker for ballads. And out of the ballads that I heard, this was one of the ones that I liked. And I'm a sucker for ballads. You can sell me a ballad so so easily, and I'd be fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the only ballad you heard off this album? What's that? Is this the only one you heard off the album? No, I said out of the ones I heard, this was one of the ones. Oh, okay. Oh, the ones you heard. Okay, all right. Because I'm pretty sure I heard. I'm not sure if you you considered my favorite one a ballad or not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, have we gone to it yet? Not yet. No, oh, yeah, it's the next one. Okay, next, next one. one. Uh, Lou? Normally, I would find a total lack of taste or preference for ballads. This is the first time in a long time that an album has multiple ballads where I could say they're some of the strongest songs on the album. This reminds me of a combo of like Where, Love, where Does Love Go When It Dies and Blood Runs Cold off Slang. And that's a good thing. So I really enjoyed it. I... I enjoyed the ballad too. So I really liked it. Um, you know, it, uh, I was just thinking the only album, the last album I heard that was this ballad heavy was Aerosmith uh, music from another dimension. The difference is that, yeah, I, I agree. The difference is that that album Aerosmith was definitely trying for radio play. I think in a case like this one, I don't think Def Leppard, they hope for radio play, but I don't think they're expecting it. Um, and I think this is just a ballad they wrote because they wanted to write this song, and I like it. You know, I like it. Um, it's a strong song, and I have to agree with Lou. Uh, it's probably one of the strongest ballads they've done in a long time. Um, and it's not a really formulaic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's got your trademark Def Leppard stuff, but, you know, it definitely isn't formulaic like, you know, God, what was the last ballad? I can't remember what the hell the last ballad was off the last album. Not anything off. We this belong. One. Yeah, there you go. Fucking horrible. Anyway, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the cool thing about that one though was that at least you got to hear all five members sing like you know vocal parts, and all of them have really good voices. Yeah, um, yeah. The one thing that is so thing... cool about Def Leppard, just the stacked vocal talent that they have. Right. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And, I'd say and that's, that's a queen influence on that. But oh, anyway, go definitely. Ahead. I was just saying, like, the one thing that works for Def Leppard in this instance, as opposed to Aerosmith, is that this is their wheelhouse. Music from Another Dimension was not Aerosmith's wheelhouse. Honking on Bobo was more of their wheelhouse than um, Another Dimension. Why do you, do you disagree, Wayne? That. that one was terrible. It's all full of songs that nobody knows. But then, well, may, maybe what, Manny because he's from old, Another but... Dimension. Yeah, no, the honking on Bobo. <laughs> I am old and I like blues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unlike you young whippersnappers. You <laughs> I know. liked honking on Bobo for the I love of Oh too. my God, it was so bad. Listen, oh, for the love music- of one bad song after the next. Oh, listen, you musical pygmy. It was a good <laughs> album. <Anyway>. Pygmy? <laughs> I don't think you can say that on YouTube. Um, oh. We're demonetized now. And, and and this oh. and this is where uh, Larry the Cable Guy goes. I'd like to apologize to all the pygmies out there. Oh. <laughs> well, we you know I know we have a huge audience of pygmies out there, but no, they'll get it. Yeah. 
And let's not forget to say hello to the Aborigines of Australia. Australia, Australia, we love you. Amen. <laughs> hello, Bruce. All right. And then we finally get to John's favorite song, Lifeless. <laughs> I didn't listen to this song. I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, this was the one I like the most. And I have no idea why. It just has just that kind of sound that I like when any kind of band does it and i said earlier that it's like a 1991 1992 song that it would have went on to the radio mm. uh i took i don't i was kind of listening to the not kind of listening to those i was listening to the chorus and i didn't know what joe was trying to say here and mm. it didn't it and it didn't bother me probably because i was just like kind of cracking up to myself mm. that yeah, no, bitches made me feel lifeless before, but I don't think that's what this song is about. <laughs> but uh, just very pleasant melodies and just that happy kind of, I don't you have that, there's like this early 90s kind of happy E flat sound that was also sad at the same time, but not depressing. And that's yeah. what this was. And I just always enjoy it. And I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Alison Krauss I just thought the song was great and nice and and it's not like and it's and and the weird part is that it's probably the least Def Leppard song on this whole album in my opinion that I've heard right it's it's the least Def Leppard song but and I don't know uh, would you think that it's maybe like a bit of an extension of Joe's up down and outs or anything like that mm-hmm. I'm asking yeah I here? think so no I think so I agree with yeah. that he yeah. wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to my Google. Placed on thirteen, where it's probably like not getting your immediate attention with "Take What You Want" and "Kick Fired Up." Those three songs coming at you, so that makes a lot of sense. But you know what? I I like I like the song. That's the that's the one song that I would listen to the most. I I, I had actually, that album. And, you know, it shows your play count on the iTunes. That's the one that has like double digits amongst all the songs, all the other songs. <laughs> What about you, Manny? What were you saying? I was just saying it's kind of usually I don't like when songs when you have a ballad and a semi ballad back to back, but I think Lifeless is a very very strong song. I really liked it a lot. Um, it it's a well written song. I mean, it's it's one of, I kind of agree where they have it a placement on the album kind of is ridiculous, but I guess it doesn't matter with streaming because just you know listen to whatever the hell you want whenever you want. Well, you know, I, what I, order. I didn't listen to the songs in order either. They just came up and and knowing kind of like where Lifeless is, it could have been a track five, maybe not five, maybe track six or seven. Could have been a track seven kind of thing. I mean, I, I better than You Rock Me. With the spelling of You Rock Me, me like, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the Nintendo Wii, but man, they would yeah, yeah. imagine the crazy, cringy cross promotion Def Leppard and Nintendo would have done. Oh, that's with right. The, yeah, like, I forgot the about me that. characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you rock me, and it's like Joe Elliott in a in a me, and he's he's on the cover of Beavers and shit. Maybe yeah, on the I, next yeah. album. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, uh, Lou. So I was having a conversation with my wife recently, and I said, "Modern country today." Sounds like a cross between pop rock with a hip hop tinge and a whole lot of influence from Def Leppard. Hearing this song, I'm definitely not wrong, <laughs> but I can't deny the strong melody between Joe and Alison Krauss. And uh, oh, yeah. it's a good track. Um, I just wish that she was utilized more. 
Yeah, they kind of they kind of bury her in the uh, in the background. You can hear her, but when I first saw the credits, I thought it was going to be like a co lead vocal, and it was not. Um, but it's still really a great, is, great, great song, nonetheless. It really is like feature, like it's how a rap artist features the featured rap artist just in a small snippet of the song instead of like the whole thing. Like yeah. the featured artist gets put where the guitar solo would normally go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess that's really they really meant the feature thing, like mm. right. Uh, to me, I feel about the same as I did with the other song she was on. Uh, didn't really grab my attention and uh, couldn't wait for it to end. Unbreakable, Lou. I like it better than Excitable. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Excitable. That's my least favorite song on Hysteria. I feel like if you replaced Excitable with Ring of Fire or the remake of Riding to the Sun or uh, I Want to Be Your Hero, Hysteria would be a perfect 10. And I could still look past Excitable and still say Hysteria is a perfect album, although that I didn't like that song. Just preference. Um, for this one, though, the guitars sound great. I love the chorus. But like you rock me, I could take it or leave it. John. Or did you stop at this one? Remember how we were talking about streaming and how the songs were out of order? Oh, (laughs) yes. So, no. What an unbreakable Uh, track list. Um, (laughs) Song title, title, he's speaking. No. (laughs) Manny. it's it yeah it's track 14 as fuck but <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's down there in the track listing <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna have to hurry up and go through this because my phone's about yes. to die unbreakable um uh, i like it but is it memorable no um that's why it's at the position it's at on the album but um, yeah it's i don't want to say it's a throwaway track but if there's a throwaway track on it this is it yeah, I kind of feel the same, but at this point, I want the album to end. The chorus part is uh, the only thing I like about it, and that's about it. Uh, from here, Eternity, Manny, I'll let you go first before your phone dies. Okay, from here, uh, again, I didn't I didn't love it. I like the song, but it's not that memorable to me. Matter of fact, it's so unmemorable that I couldn't tell you a single thing about it, you know, <laughs> it, uh, other than that title's been used about 7,899 times. I know because I counted. They've used a ton of titles by other bands, like Angels. Yeah. Yeah. Open Your Eyes. All we need. Actually, I think uh, my other band had a song called Open Your Eyes. You did. I did, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. had nothing but a good time. Dev Lever has goodbye for this good time. Wow. That's funny. Um, And uh, I said, uh, From Here to Eternity, that's about as long as I thought this album lasted. An eternity. (laughs) Uh, some Def Leppard. You're brutal uh, on the sound like I was yeah, on the chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. sometimes Def Leppard really has some good ending songs for their albums. But uh, this one's okay. I wasn't crazy about this one. This was not a good ending for the album. It's mm-hmm. kind of lets you down because the rest of the material is is really good. Mm-hmm. This song, actually, did I take it back? This is the throwaway song. I said that about the last one, but this is the throwaway song. Wow. You know? It's kind of throwaway. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, 
I'm not a jerk. You're asking me my opinion. Yet, <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Go no. ahead. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. did not like this song. It used a collection of notes I just don't like hearing. I thought it was an inferior version of Paper Sun. And, okay. yeah. and when I heard the song, it wasn't the last song I heard. but And it was a song that, yeah, it did feel a long time. Like it really should have ended. And I, but it was one of those songs that no matter how long it was, it was going to feel for a, for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, uh, I don't think this is Def Leppard's strong suit when it comes to making ballads at all. If they go yeah. too sad, it just doesn't have that energy because Def Leppard has always been an uplifting band no matter how somber they get mm-hmm. and this just makes you feel worse I, I, I'm not into it and uh, it's not surprising that the way we've been talking about the track list that it's the last song you know mm-hmm. whoever whoever's left here for the for the final ballad for the final dance is uh, is here for track 15 <laughs> but yeah, I guess them, maybe more, more positive takeaways with the rest of the song. But from here to eternity, there's unfortunately nothing I can really think that is worth keeping on the album. You know, if I, I were would... to buy this album, throw this on the iTunes, and choose what songs that I want to keep and not want to keep, from here to eternity would be one of the first ones I choose. Yeah, yeah. And it honestly, just... I think the album ends best would end better on Lifeless, but that's yeah, I think so too. It's I I totally agree. I think. uh I think the last two songs are the worst on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we can go on about the cliches of, you know, you rock or whatever the fuck that's called. But at least that's way better than these two songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, for fuck's sake. aspects of the other songs when For Here to Eternity just... It, it, for me, it's like, if you want to show a person that hates Def Leppard a reason to hate Def Leppard, you would show them From Here to Eternity. Yeah, I told you this sucks. Well, it, like that's the song cause... you don't want to show your homies when you're like throwing on the stereo and you want to vibe, right? Like, you guys like and and, no. and see that that's what gets to me when you wait seven years to make an album for fuck's sake, you know. I mean, god damn it. You know, make sure every song right. is a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's or talk get... about closers real quick. Yeah, and get a fucking overture. I mean, that guy, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, no. Yeah, what's that fucking producer's name? You? Yeah. Which producer? Whoever produced this album, Joe Elliott's, you know, engineer. Yeah, you don't need an ass kisser. You got to go in there and somebody who, you know, like is not willing to tell you that that song's a steaming pile of shit. You need a Martin Birch, not a Kevin Shirley. Right, right. Actually, I'd like to check the YouTube comments, see what they think. Have you? Oh my God! I I checked out some YouTube comments on one of the songs, and everything is so positive. I'm like, these got to be bots. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, I don't I, think they're bots because I think if people hate it, they're just not going to listen to it. I know. Like I, it, they're going to go their way to say nice it, stuff. It's just really strange how many people actually like the new stuff. Uh, Lou, go ahead. See, I admit that this song was straight out of left field. Um, I enjoyed it because it kind of had a tinge of like how a lot of 70s albums would end like yeah. you know some Alice Cooper and UFO uh thrown in there um I did I love it uh, no I liked it the difference know? is that Alice Cooper and UFO would write songs that are really good for the end of the album <laughs> <laughs> I, we were talking about I still I still enjoyed it Manny would I throw it at the end of a playlist 
probably not, but I yeah, didn't, I get you. I, I didn't hate it. So yeah, I mean, ask me in a couple of months, I might change my mind. But I've only listened to the album twice, and it might, you know. So these are first impressions. So yeah, but yeah. you guys are right, definitely right about one thing though. When it comes to Def Leppard, they don't do sadness very well. They do happy. They do aggressive very well. I mean, John, you, you mentioned it before. Make it feel good at the same time. Yeah, like Overture, no, no, no. Billy's got a gun. I mean, tear oh, yeah. it down. Like oh, aggressive absolutely. songs that are perfect album closers. And even Love and Affection has an aggressive riff for the tone of the song that. Yeah, and you know that song sounded heavy. That song sounds heavier live than it does on record. So oh, absolutely. I have the live version on record. I have a uh, hysteria single, and on the B side is Love and Affection live. From the Donington tour. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I'm gonna... sound so dope. Manny, great to... to see you again, as always. Good to see you. And the next weekend, uh, nice I know you. Wayne will announce his show. Nice meeting you, bro. Yes, I will. Yes. Actually, okay. next week we are going to have, uh, I don't know his name. I'll find out. The author yeah, of the Metallica a doc- book, right? Yeah, he's a yes. doctor. Actually, it's a good book, guys. You should have the. Yeah, uh... we will. Uh, William Irwin, he will be on next week uh, to yeah. talk about the meaning of Metallica. So you be- should have the maybe have the young man that you have a guest tonight have, make him read a book and he can come on because mm-hmm. we know you're not going to read it, Wayne. So oh, I'm definitely going to read. Make it. me do a fucking book report. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're going to do a fucking book report. Oh man! Okay. I'll, I'll, and and Lou and Lou is going to grade you. Lou is going to grade you. I'll I'll tell him an hour before the show comes on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys. Well, thing is, I can read it at any pace. I can't listen to. <laughs> songs last as long as they do uh no i'll give you plenty of time if you want to come on to that show that's up to you yeah john you're part of the rats review family officially man i mean you should just you have a podcast now don't you yeah but i i haven't contributed much to it but i do yes what is it what is it called the shockwire podcast the shockwire podcast my whole aim is just to tell stories dude it's hilarious the next podcast i want to do is just bands i've seen because I've seen a oh. decent profile of bands. And in fact, I'm seeing Scorpions and Whitesnake this summer. So there was, a, there was a while there where I was dating a music journalist. And I just got free access to tons of fucking bands. Like AAA punk bands like Rancid and Sublime and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, might have to hook us up. Yeah. So uh, whenever I do my next episode, it'll probably be that. Oh, very cool very cool what is going on like because we mentioned earlier or lou mentioned earlier about your new single what's going on with that no oh, yeah i just uh just made an album with a bunch of songs because i put out the ep and like anyone who listened to the ep were just like i want more which is so different from what i'm hearing you know they say they released the one single kind of thing hmm. and so i just made this album and i and of all these crazy songs with crazy song titles and you know um throw another like She's crazy song title. Like there's a song called Gas Prices. Um, <laughs> there's like, and the choruses play a lot of a punchline too. So there's a song called Never Give Up, and the chorus hook is Never Give Up, Never Give Up on Yourself Unless You Are an Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the song Throw Another Round My Way, you've probably seen like choruses like, I don't got much to say, throw another round my way. And I'm like, okay. Then like it gets more crazy as it goes on. Fucking bank took the house away, throw another round my way. My car decided to roll away, you know. <laughs> so I was definitely taking more of a comedic kind of approach. And I decided to put out Demolition Derby in your yard just because it was the heaviest song that I had. And I just had like a lot of Metallica fans coming in and checking out, checking out Shockwire. 
Yeah. And it's unfortunately it's not doing what I anticipated, but you know, just I, I at least I'm putting something out there and gauging what people like and not like about the song. But the people who've heard it just given me have given me good reception. So I just have to keep promoting it, I think. Yeah. And that's what I was doing today. I was spending a lot of time making the even though it's like 30 seconds long, it was just such a headache to make. But mm. I was making just a small promo video to get some more listeners because you yeah. know I'm known for the skits and everything like that, but right. I have to promote the songs more now. So right yeah. now I'm in album mode. Now are you and, doing all the promotion and everything yourself? Yeah, and I ha- I've only paid one dollar of actual promotion right now. Every every stream or view you might have seen is just organic. Mm. And I do get a nice kick in messages and stuff like that every time I do promote a song. Yeah. But I haven't promoted a song in a while until Demolition Derby in regard. So I think the new followers, because one of my videos doing a guitar flip is going mini viral. It's at 400,000 views. So I'm getting new listeners and new fans. And oh, stuff. wow. Cool. I mean, that's how I discovered him, Wayne, is just I was on my Instagram one day. Then all of a sudden, his uh, first uh, normal speed slow motions. Uh, uh, popped up and I had to put my phone down because I was cracking up. <laughs> and then when I heard he, you know, wrote his own songs. Now keep in mind, I didn't hear of his previous band. Like I, I never even saw the how to black metal or how to death metal video. Mm-hmm. So Shockwire yeah. was my first exposure to John. There's so a there's a lot of people which is ideal that have been, had, this is their first exposure to me is through Shockwire. And, you know, when I, when I found him, I was like, I got to get in contact with this guy, you know, like, and, you know, I'm glad I did. And when the opportunity fell in our lap to be on the Def Leppard tribute album, hopefully released soon by uh, F&M Records. Again, thank you to uh, Karen Fairchild Meyer of the Def Leppard Die Hard uh, Facebook group page who said, yeah, why don't you throw in a song? John was the only guy that I thought of who could do the vocals justice because I knew he had that high range that could have equated uh, Joe Elliott's younger years. And uh, dude, still, I think the best cover song that we've done so far. Thank you. And well, and I just love that band so much that it's just like, heck, heck yes, I want to sing them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, you know, his favorite album is ours, Wayne High and Dry. So, like, yeah. I was just like, "Well, you'd be perfect then to sing that song." So, yeah, it worked out perfectly. So, uh, where can everybody go to find Shockwire? Well, you can. The Instagram is where the party is. Just go on Instagram, Shockwire Rock, and you'll be bombarded with all the insanity. And like, and with the music that I was writing before, I was writing serious songs, just songs mm. about metaphors for I don't know addiction or just whatever anything any rock band would come up with. Yeah. And then just kind of was inspired to, to be funnier through a song I heard that was like a rock song that was like funny, but not comedy. It wasn't Steel Panther. And yeah. my skits are funny, right? So I'm like, you gotta, I gotta have the music match the personality. So the lyrics in this upcoming album, like never give up unless you're an, an asshole. And, you know, <laughs> uh, fucking start some fires wanting to blow some shit up. And it's kind of, I kind of wanted to match because if people are coming and laughing, they got to keep laughing. Right, and right, right, that's right. always been my natural place in writing lyrics was just to be funny. Being right. funny in lyrics and rhyming has always come more naturally to me than right. trying to come up with the next love song, right? Or the or the next sex song or the next car song. I just didn't didn't have anything to contribute, right? 
and and it, in fact the thought i had was just like maybe i should stop trying to be the next step leopard try to be the first shot player. yeah you gotta be so you. with that exactly. set, the party's at instagram and and um you know just a fun time i have fun doing it nothing cool. say hey you gotta make content people get scared by that i'm like dude that's awesome i love the idea of adding things onto you know just the music right? kind of creating a small universe around your brand yeah yeah, and definitely. the content and the songs are equally good. So, thank you. Yeah, and there's a Facebook and TikTok as well, but those aren't nearly as active. Like, I think mm-hmm. one day maybe something will explode on there. But you know what? I'm so thankful with with Instagram and the following that I get, and the, the amount of compliments I get with people saying, you know, I love what you do. I love your skits. I love your content. I love your songs. You know, don't stop. You you brighten up my day. All that shit that that's what keeps me going and it just it's it's a lot of fun oh dude yeah definitely watching your stuff helped me get through my mom's passing earlier this year so thank you for that yeah and and uh that's that's what i'm here for like i want to be like a comedy relief of life you know i don't have anything to contribute serious (laughs) but i just want to make people laugh and kind of distract people from the bullshit of what goes on without even trying to be distracting i'm just doing what i do and people make their own decisions whether they like me or not and they do so i'm grateful for that there's one thing though wayne he gets bombarded with those same super promoted on hydroplane records <laughs> craps as we do i don't i got blacklisted from those as i said in the podcast because i started deliberately messing with them i don't get those oh, promoted yeah. at universal really Record. yeah like as i mentioned in the podcast the shockwire podcast the first one i thought you know was real so i thought you know what if i pay this 90 bucks i'll let go of the 90 bucks kind of thing and i thought something's fishy here and then i go and check the page their promotional page and like there's no comments there's no fan engagement this is weird i ain't doing this and then i kept getting more hey would you like to be featured on our page and i just kept acting stupid i was just like they would send me a paypal link and i'd be like the link is broken they would send me an email it's like the email doesn't exist <laughs> so i would just keep messing with them and then i just eventually stopped getting those promoted at whatever like to get them to stop because they're relentless. You have to just mess with them so they know that you're not stupid and gullible and won't be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. However, what's worse is that people's Instagram profiles are getting fished like crazy. Really? Have you guys gotten messages from people that are saying, hey, I need your help. I need your profile to send me a code so I can help get into my profile. And what that does is that mm-hmm. it gets them access to your profile through a code. They take you you're screwed and they start no. spamming other people no I get this nothing. is why it so helps get double verification for your instagram profiles what's that get double verification for your instagram profiles yeah i tried to get verified once and it didn't work but i'm gonna try again soon i'm, I'm 300 away from 30,000 followers if i do it at 30,000 followers maybe that'll sweep the deal but also yeah. at the same time i'm smart enough to not fall for this shit mm. but Unfortunately, people aren't as experienced with scammers and all that shit, and they lose their pages, they lose their band pages, and they have to go through all this stuff to get it back. So that's the bigger scam to be worried about right now for those who are watching is not the promoted at whatever. It's people contacting you as your friends, pretending to be your friends, trying to hack into your profile. By the loss, 20,000 followers. Holy crap. Wow. Just, just, I would have been completely distraught. Yeah. Mm. It's just an unfortunate problem with social media and Instagram right now. That there's so much spam traffic from scammers. Oh my god! It, it's, it's TikTok just, is 
TikTok's the word. I mean, I love TikTok. I, I love TikTok. And a lot of yeah. people have been uh, subscribing to my TikTok channel. But I noticed a lot of them are uh, people that really uh, aren't even real. You know, they got the picture up there. It's like some girl or whatever. But then they got no friends, no nothing, no mm-hmm. content. So, you know, it's just fake bullshit. Yeah. Uh, come to come to joke where it's like if it's a if it's a dude it's real if it's a hot chick it's a fucking spammer exactly <laughs> pretty much uh it's funny the other day on instagram i got a um a comment under one of your posts from your last show lou uh it's she said uh or this person said send me a pic mm. at, at new york community so i said pants or no pants i didn't get no i reply. saw that no reply <laughs> how rude they're probably still thinking about it wayne <laughs> it is pretty cr- crippling to the confidence is like you put out like something and the only comments you see are those skin yes i, I know and that it drives you don't have any good job from your friends it's just that like that is worse than nothing in my opinion yeah. that is worse than no comments at all right well you know what's worse than that seeing lou mavs likes all your stuff <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize nothing. i was social media pariah worthy okay nothing worse worse than that i see i go i go on instagram i see i got all these like uh these likes whatever and then i look and see who it is it's lou maps i support my friends i get so upset Uh, well john thank you you once you get to the next level you're gonna thank lou maps for everything i will i think lou maps every day you know and you know what like and it's gonna be if you get those 1,000 likes per post and it's and you don't see Lou, it's like, oh, what have I done wrong? That's, yeah, that is true. You know, if I, I, if I don't you, see his likes. You got to see your best buddy supporting yeah. you all the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get that Thank one. Thank you, John. Day. We only got well, uh, 423 followers on Instagram. So. But, wait, Rat Sorry, if you only has 423 followers on Instagram? On Instagram, yes. But, I have more than you. But... <laughs> But, but, but on YouTube, we have 791 subscribers. Thank yes. you to everybody who has subscribed recently. I, I really appreciate that. We are 209 away from monetization. Let's go, people. Yes, please. Please. Otherwise, my wife says I can't play on Rodside Review anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a real job. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, I thank you very much for coming on the show, and you're more than welcome to come back again if you want to do the Metallica with us next week. Right. You're more well, than welcome. It was a to pleasure, you. and it was a lot of fun to come on here. Definitely, thanks, John. Always yeah. a pleasure. Thank you very yeah. much for coming on. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Follow yeah, him on Instagram, Shockwire Rock. Yeah. Shock, yep. And uh, rock, Lou. metal, and laughing. Fuck yeah, bud. Uh, me, <laughs> uh, Linktree Music Is Live podcast. All right. Nothing new for next week or this week. Uh, Monday, I'll be interviewing Lloyd Kaufman of Troma Films, which is cool, but you know that's going to be pre-taped, and then I'll edit it and post it. And then the following week after that, I actually got Michael Brandbold from uh, Three Sides of the Coin. I'll be interviewing him cool. for my podcast, so that'll be really cool. Mike, cheers. Nice, very cool. And uh, like I said earlier, next week we'll be having uh, William Irwin on the show. Uh, he wrote the book uh, The Meaning of Metallica, and he also was a... Uh, a bestseller i forgot oh uh, something about the matrix uh, matrix a matrix book based on the movie the matrix yeah 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 i hated that movie <laughs> i never saw it but uh yeah apparently it was a bestseller so you hate the matrix not a fan oh dark city's better i agree I never saw it but he'll be dark on the city's... show next week 
and that'll be very cool. And then uh, sometime, maybe the week after, we'll have the guy who wrote the uh, the uh, ACDC book, the Bon Scott book that uh, Manny showed last week. So that'll mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Um, Coming up, we also have a Maiden versus Priest series of episodes too, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it just going to be one episode? No, I think that'll be a series. Okay. Too many, too many albums. I can, we can't do that that fast. Yeah. It took us so, two, almost two hours to do one Def Leppard album. <laughs> this is true. Uh, meanwhile, we got through the other ones in like a half hour. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was going to be quick, too, but it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, and anything else? I don't think so. So we will see you next week. Ratsoundreview.com. Please hit subscribe. Get us to 1,000. We're almost there. Smash that like button. Smash it really hard. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Day